Hello, this is Pete from Get Flushed, the world's favourite sanitation podcast. Get Flushed will be back with a new season later this month, but I want to share this special pre-release episode ahead of The Wet Show, which is being held in Indianapolis between the 21st and 24th of February. For listeners not in the sanitation industry, The Wet Show is the world's largest trade show for wastewater and environmental service professionals. The reason I want to share this pre-release before the series begins is that my guest today is Joe Zeman from Advanced Wastewater Promotions. I approached Joe earlier in the year to ask his advice on ways that restroom operators can increase their online visibility. Joe agreed and we recorded this episode a couple of weeks ago. Joe shares some really effective but zero-cost options that every operator could and should be using to increase their online presence. And the reason I want to share this early is because Joe and his team will be at the wet show next week. If you enjoy this episode and you want to know more, pop along and say hi to Joe and the team in booth 7040. But remember to say that you heard Joe on the Get Flush podcast. I'm joined today by Joe Zeman, who's in Washington State. And Joe brings a collection of hats to the table today. He works at Valor Marketing Agency. He works at Advanced Wastewater Promotions, which is a marketing agency dedicated to the septic industry. And he also hosts the Ask Valor Masterminds podcast. So, Joe, thank you for helping me get through the introduction and welcome to Get Flushed. <laughs> thank you. I'm excited to be here and excited to uh, speak with your audience. Excellent. We should perhaps explain to people how we managed to hook up and get involved. You messaged me, I messaged you, mutual friends on Facebook, I think. You messaged me. I recently was invited to like a porta potty Facebook group page where I met David Andreas. And he said, You're going to talk to my guy Pete at Get Flushed. And then poof, there was a message from Pete at Get Flushed in my Facebook Messenger. It's really cool that that happened because there are a growing number of us who are in the podcast space, specifically around wastewater and the restroom industry. So it's really great to hook up. One of my ambitions for Get Flush last year was to do some cross collaboration with other podcasters in this space. Mm -hmm. So I'm really grateful that you're here today. I've watched a few of your episodes of the Ask Valor Masterminds. And I have to say, man, you cover some really great topics. It's a really, really useful and worthwhile podcast for anyone who's in this industry. It really is. I appreciate it. Thank you. A lot of effort goes into it. You've got a flash studio with the sand um, tiles on the wall. I'll be hitting you up about those later in the year. <laughs> I'll just, if you need those, I'll just connect you to our podcast studio that we record at when we're in studio. Otherwise, it's all done via Zoom. Okay. So, floor's yours, Joe. Where do we want to go today and what do we want to talk about? All right. Well, I guess the reason why I was intrigued to be on your podcast is during our conversation, you talk about different things related to the septic industry and the porta potty industry, but you said you've never had anyone come on and really talk about marketing. No, not at all. I thought the best way to do that is to review a tool that's free for every business to use that most people use it once and then they forget about it. And that's the Google My Business profile or your Google Maps profile. That's what it's currently called. Google's going to change the name of it once again to Google Business. I think it's just Google Business Profiles, what they're changing the name to. You can utilize the tool on the desktop as well as a mobile app. And I believe the talk is that they're going to remove the mobile app, which to me is stupid because that's where most people can use it the best and just go back to the desktop version. What Google My Business is, it's just that it's a map listing on Google where a business owner can go and claim their information and then make sure that their profile is set up 
to answer people's questions. For the listeners, I'm assuming a lot of you probably use Google Maps. Maybe they're looking for a restaurant or maybe they're looking for a dry cleaner or maybe they're looking for a boutique and they do a search on Google and then the map listings show up, correct? Yeah, so you open the app and you'll either get the recommendations for restaurants and fuel stations, et cetera, or you'll say, hey, you know, I need to hook up with a restroom company. Show me the, the nearest to my location. That's what we're talking about, the Google map on your phone, basically. Correct, yeah. And so it's actually Google's attempt at like a social media app. Right. So they, it used to be called Google Plus yeah. several years ago, and that failed. And so they just went back to the Google My Business some of the benefits within the tool is one in the info, just making sure that everything is set up properly. You want to have your name in there correctly. You want to have where you're based in. If you're a home-based business, when you're claiming your listing, you just put that you service people at their location and then it hides the physical address, but keeps the city, state, and zip. You want to make sure that you have all your categories claimed. You want to make sure that you add in your service area, you know, all of your contact information, hours you're open, website link. And then in the services, there's a unique section because you can actually list out the different services. So if I'm a septic company, I can lift out septic pumping, septic service, septic installation, septic repair, septic design. If I'm a porta potty, same thing. I can list out the services that I provide. And then when you do that, then you can write a description of the service you provide. Make sure that description is filled with keywords that the people who are searching for the business in general would be searching for on Google. And just make sure those keywords are added to the description of the different services that you offer. That's like the info tab. Then you have like the photos tab where you can upload pictures of all the work that you're doing. You can upload videos. You can, just like you would on your Facebook page, have like a cover picture. You can have a cover picture in your Google My Business page. You can upload your logos. God, there's just so much awesomeness you can do in there. So this is like a free and absolutely global market presence, isn't it? Correct. Because everyone's using Google Maps. Correct. I always imagined it was like a peer populated thing that if I'd been somewhere and I knew there was a business on the street that I as a user would add it, I didn't realize that the business owner can take control. Oh, the business owner can take control, but they do have to watch because anyone could use their Google. Let's say I have a Google My Business profile and I upload like pictures to that profile. Let's say I eat at a restaurant. I can upload pictures. Yeah. Well, now the restaurant has access to their profile. They have to claim it. They have to go through the process of claiming it. And the way they know they've claimed it is because Google has mailed out a postcard to you at that physical address. And you entered that six-digit PIN in. That's the verification step then. Yeah, your verification process. Yeah. If you've done that process or you've gotten a phone call with a verification PIN, then you've done it properly. Okay. If you've never got a phone call or a postcard with the verification code, you haven't claimed that profile correctly. The other side of that coin would be that people can leave reviews as well. So not only can people leave pictures and you can log into your spot and you can report pictures and have them removed, but then the reviews tab is probably the best feature of it is anyone can go and write a review. The suggestion that I have to businesses that are managing the reviews is one, you should reply to every single review you get, even the pot, even the good ones and the negative ones. The first message, like if you're replying to a positive review. It's thank you so-and-so for writing a review. 
I appreciate your feedback. And maybe, maybe that's it. But if it's a negative review, most importantly, you still want to thank that person for their business. And then you just want to leave one reply on there is something like, I'm sorry, you're unhappy with the service that uh, our company provided. Here is an email address for someone that you can reach out to. We want to see what we can do to make things right. That's really important. The worst thing you want to do is get involved in a an ongoing argument online with somebody. Correct. And it makes a big difference, doesn't it? You really personalize and, and put the human touch to your business by responding in that open and non-defensive way. It's really difficult to do. You, you know, as a business owner, it's really hard to do that. Especially when you know, you've delivered a great service and maybe someone's unhappy. You also have to read into sometimes what people write. So maybe you have an employee that you fired and what do they do? They're upset and they're going to go to Google and then write a review. And the only thing you need to put in that reply is this person used to work for our company and is no longer here. Yeah. So when people are going and they're reading the reviews, they could see, well, here's a one star. Let me look at it. Oh, that was someone who got fired. They're just angry. Yeah. As long as you leave your replies just once. Yeah. Don't do back and forth just once. If it's negative, leave an email, a contact email. And that way the consumers know like, Hey, I'm trying to make things right. We stopped for coffee last year at a place over on the other side, the West coast. And it was the worst coffee we've ever had. <laughs> My wife left her really disappointed because your reviews are great. And our experience today wasn't brilliant. And my reply would have been, Hey, really sorry about that. Come back in and we'll make you another coffee. Right. And we didn't. We ended up with just a big tirade about how it was all our fault. (laughs) So huge lessons there just to take it on the chin, be polite, say thank you. If we can fix this, we'd love to leave it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. Not everybody will know that they can claim the Google listing. Mm -hmm. And until you mentioned it, I'd not even thought about it, to be honest. I'll be really frank that, um, as I said, I thought they were populated by the Internet rather than business owner. But it makes so much sense. So they are kind of populated by the internet, but you as the business owner can go and claim that business profile as yours. And like I said, it's like google.com forward slash business. If you've never logged into it, you're going to click on a blue button that says manage now. If you're signed into your Gmail and you click on that link and it opens up your Google My Business profile, then great. It'll be like up in the left corner, it'll say Google Business Profile Manager. Yeah. Then you know that you've claimed it. If it says like manage now, then you just follow the steps, fill out the information and then wait for your postcard. The postcard takes three to five days to come in the mail. If there's an option where they can call you, do that one because it's instant. It'll be a robot voice saying, here's your code from Google. You enter in your five or six digit code, and then it takes 24 hours to verify it. And then you have an active profile on your Google. Back in the day, this would have been the yellow pages, wouldn't it? Or the phone directory. Yep. I I would look at this almost like the white pages in the phone book. Yeah, definitely. So it makes so much sense for people to claim their online space. And if you don't, you can rest assured that your competitors will be. Correct. If I can say anything, not only besides the reviews, is just as often as you post to, let's say, your Facebook page or your Instagram or LinkedIn or whatever social media platform a business is using, also go to your Google business profile and start making posts on there as well. Oh, like regular updates. Regular updates. You have different options. So let's say you're going to make a post. It'll give you like what type of post do you want to do? What's new? maybe offers or events that you're having. It's just a regular post of this is what's new with my business or this is the type of job that I did today. Click on the what's new. Make sure you add a picture. 
and then make sure you add a description related to that picture. So this becomes a really important part of the admin function of the business, doesn't it? Correct. It's not something that you want to do and leave and update once a year or whenever you remember. It needs to be a regular, ongoing, consistent part of your effort to inform and attract customers. Correct. And this is the only platform, like a social media platform, where you can't include it in a site like Hootsuite. Hootsuite is a site that you go into, you put your all, all your social media profiles into the username and passwords, and then you can set up like a calendar of posting. This is the only platform that doesn't allow that. You have to physically go into your Google profile manager and create posts. There's um, a bit of a theme running in podcast circles at the moment that people are concentrating on just one social media platform. So Mark Asquith at Captivate, he only mm-hmm. tweets. He, he doesn't engage on Facebook or Instagram. He only uses Twitter. And Tanner Campbell talks about that in his podcast, about having one platform and doing it well, because the danger is if you spread yourself too thinly, you fall through the gaps. But the, the Google one, you don't need to be a social media user to use that. People who don't use social media are probably using Google Maps at the moment. Correct. Because when I'm a, let's say I'm looking for a septic company, I'm going to go to Google and I'm going to do a search for, you know, septic pumping companies near me. Yeah. And then you have the ads at the top, you have the map section and you have organic. So the map section, then people could click on it and see who's closest to them. And then they can see the profiles. Then they can see the picture that they've uploaded or the work that they've done. They can look at videos. They can see posts of these are the different jobs that this company is doing. And they're going to read the reviews and immediately they're going to go to the negative reviews if there are any, and they're going to see how that business owner replied to the reviews. I suppose an extension from that is to get in the habit of asking customers to leave reviews as well. Yes. If they can, some of the Google My Business profiles have what they call a short name in the info tab itself. Yeah. If you claim your Google My Business profile and there's a short name, it'll be like the at symbol and you can put in the name of your business. One of ours is g.page forward slash valor hyphen marketing hyphen LLC. If I want to send that directly in a text or email, it'll send that person directly to my Google My Business profile. Like a hyperlink that you can share freely. Yeah, like a hyperlink, exactly. One of the things that has come up in the preliminary chat, people have uh, fired me messages and asked me is, as a restroom operator, how do they make the most of their online space? And that's a common topic that comes up in some of those online forums. What are people doing to attract customers? I don't know that people looking for septic or restroom services would go to Facebook necessarily. I guess they would go to Google Maps. Most people who are looking for a service, some of the people will go onto Facebook and they'll maybe, maybe they'll post it on their page or maybe they'll ask that question on like a community page that they're a part of looking for referrals. Yeah. But if people have an immediate need, they're going to open up their phone, they're going to do a search, whether it's Google or whether it's Bing or whatever search engine they use, and they're going to do a search on their phone. Anything septic related, anything porta potty rental related, a lot of times like your hand station rentals, fence rentals usually go with your porta potty rental companies. Those companies, the best way to market that we found is search engine optimization and Google ads. So you're hitting people, you're hitting at the ads at the very top and you're targeting people who have an immediate need. And those people that are looking at the ads, 
on their desktop, they swear they never use ads, but if they do a search on their phone, they're usually clicking on the ads because Google provides that. And the first two to four things, the first two to four results you see on your phone are actually ads. And if campaigns are built properly, they have the click to call button built right into the campaigns. Let's say I'm looking for a, a portable restroom company and I do a search on my phone and it gives me two or three people and one of them has a phone number. I click on the phone number and I don't even know who I'm even calling. All I know is that I have a need. I did a search, the results that came up, I clicked on the call and I called the company directly. And then it goes directly to them. And however, they are able to answer the phone and convert that customer that's up to the client or up to the business, I should say. But Google Ads is a great way to go. Can we talk about Google Ads? That's probably an opportune point to do that. I get an email every day from Google saying, hey, Pete, you've qualified for $150 worth of free credit. How does Google Ads work for restroom and septic operators? What's the, the, the way that they can look to utilize that, Joe? You mentioned the first thing about the credit. So that credit that a business owner gets from Google is a spend first, then we give you a credit. Okay. So if let's say it's $150, I've seen them as high as $500. Yeah. It's spend this amount of money first, and then we will give you free money. So first off, if you get that, if you get that and you don't have $500 to spend, then don't accept it because you got to spend the money first before they'll give you the free money. I've never clicked on it. So I didn't know that. Right. So that's the first thing. And then like some of the benefits of Google ads, if you're a business owner that needs more leads now, Google ads is a great way to go. You build out a campaign. You can build out what they call ad groups for different services within the business. So a septic company would have septic installation, septic pumping, septic maintenance and repair, um, septic design, porta potty would just be porta potty rentals, maybe hand station rentals, fence rentals. Each one of those are different ad groups. And then each one of the ad groups, you associate different keywords with each one of those groups. If a campaign is built properly, or if the company is managing the campaign properly, then you would want to send traffic to those individual pages of the website based upon what the consumer is searching for. So if they're looking for, let's say, septic pumping, you don't want to take them to a page that just talks about general septic. You want to take them to the page that talks about septic pumping. If I'm looking for portable restrooms, I want to be taken to the page that answers the questions about portable restrooms. These ads will appear on your internet search. So when you're in Explorer or Safari or Chrome and you type in porta potty, the ads will target the user who's used those search terms. And does it work on a geographical location, Joe? Yes. When you build out a campaign, one of the things you do is you put in the locations that you want to target. So then your ads are only going to show up in the geographical locations that you want to even target. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So Google Ads is just great. It's literally you build out a campaign, you flip a switch, you turn the campaign on, and it starts generating traffic uh, to the website. There's all different kind of ways someone can manage their campaign, but that's really up to the company who's managing it for you as far as how they want to target. But it's just a great way. If you need more business now, this is a great tool for your business to start generating traffic to your website. It's the company's job who's managing it to get the traffic to your website. It's your job as the business owner to convert those leads into customers. That'd be a good opportunity for you to explain how people can get hold of you, listen to your podcast. Are you able to do that? If you're specific in the septic and wastewater industry, our company is Advanced Wastewater Promotions. Uh, we're currently rebuilding our website, but it's awpromo.com. If you're outside of that field and you have a, let's say your company is not septic related, our 
sister marketing company is ValorMarketingLLC.com. My email is joe at ValorMarketing.net. And then uh, what I really, what we're passionate about is our podcast. AskValorMasterminds.com. The full version of this interview will be released in the regular season of Get Flushed, which starts again on the 23rd of February. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to meet Joe, pop along to booth 7040 at The Wet Show. In the meantime, please subscribe to Get Flushed on your podcast platform of choice to make sure you get the next episode delivered direct to your device. <laughs>